Welcome everybody to the premiere edition of Fretz's Fave 5. I am Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Legendary JF. This podcast is going to be a Russell Addict Radio Patreon exclusive, where I look into the top five moments every week I can in pro wrestling. Last week, February 16th to the 22nd, we saw NXT TakeOver Portland. We saw a okay episode of Raw. NXT and AEW Dynamite both delivered. Uh, I almost never watched SmackDown, and there was really nothing notable on that show. Power and, and NWA Power and AEW Dark are two shows I don't watch regularly, but they might appear on future countdowns. So this episode will be free, and upcoming episodes will will not be. So you have to join our Patreon if you want to hear exclusive content such as this. My other one, the 20 Bell Salute, a monthly look back in wrestling and pop culture from 20 years ago. You got Love and War. You got Ring Shape. You got Nate's Fantasy Booking. And you have something from from Zach and the Young Lions Perspective podcast. What exactly? I'm not sure yet. So I'm going to start right off here with my number one pick, Johnny Gargano. Now, Johnny had a show stealer of a match with Finn Balor. Maybe the match of the night, but since, since many takeover cards are usually super stacked, it is difficult to pick out a match of the night. So I'll go ahead and pick this, or what is my next pick, number two, you'll see in a minute. Now, a few things about this match kind of caught my attention, and I thought it could have potentially written a bit of a story. Namely, Johnny Gargano's gear. Now, every takeover, Johnny comes out to the ring in in comic book-inspired gear, because like, you know, like many of us, myself included, he's a bit of a comic book nerd. So he's in the past he's been Wolverine, Spider-Man, Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, I'm probably missing several, but I think he came out as Venom when he was heel before. And this is kind of full circle because I thought his gim not his gimmick, I'm sorry, his attire tonight, excuse me. That night, last week, <laughs> um <laughs> kind of resembled Carnage. Now, of course, we have the much-anticipated sequel to Venom coming out later this year with Tom Hardy reprising his role as Eddie Brock, you know, Venom. Also, we have Woody Harrelson, of all people, as Cletus Cassidy, you know, a.k.a. Carnage. And being a huge Spider-Man fan and an even huger fan of Venom and Carnage and the entire symbiote saga. I'm all in for this. You know, one thing that stands out, I think, from this whole story was uh, Maximum Carnage for the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo came out around, I don't know, 94, 95, and it was hard as balls. I never completed the game, well, without the assistance of a genie, but yikes. My goodness, and 
A second thing caught my eye about Johnny's gear, and I thought for a second that the color pattern also resembled the demon. You know, Finn Balor's alter ego, he only breaks out for, for special occasions. Like We haven't seen the demon since uh, WrestleMania last year, when he destroyed Bobby Lashley to recapture the Intercontinental Championship. So... This is something I think that's going to make sense once we get to the main event. Uh, Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. Of course, there's a ref bump, and of course, we have shenanigans with the rest of the Undisputed Era. There is a there's a belt there's a denied belt shot. Ciampa hits the fairy tale ending. The belt is still in the ring, and Ciampa goes to grab it, to look at Goldie, talk to Goldie, or to potentially hit Adam Cole with it. Then you see Johnny Gargano, and he grabs the belt from Champa. So there's a bit of tension there for a second. We're thinking, oh, maybe he's like, no, man, you're not going to do this dirty. You're going to win this clean, because I know you can win it clean. But instead, belt shot to the head, and... He costs Champa the one thing he wanted more than anything else in the world. Goldie. We are finally getting the the masterpiece, the end, the, you know, for lack of better tar- term, sorry, Finn, the coup de gras for their feud at, well, it's looking like, you know, uh, NXT TakeOver Tampa on WrestleMania weekend. And given Champa's interview this week, as brief as it was when he was battering Austin Theory, um, we could get a Loser Leafs Town match. Now, there is something that uh, Zach was talking about on the Young Lions perspective uh, either last week or the week before. And it was that this should be a Hell in a Cell match. Now, I know it was heavily rumored last year at New York was it New York? Yeah, take over New York, that it was going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Now, that would be a historic moment for NXT in and of itself. I mean, they've had a couple of cage matches. They've had, you know, war games, of course. No, I'm sorry. War games, William Regal. And Hell in a Cell would be another historic thing. Uh, I can only imagine the bumps that these men would take off of the cell. You know, I thought Champa and Cole died doing that air raid crash off the top of the War Games cage. So, yikes. And, you know, Johnny is once again returned to the dark side. And given that we saw carnage on his gear, it kind of now makes sense that he's now turned back to the dark side, that his symbiote has taken over his, you know, Peter Parker dark suit. Nope. Nope, hang on. Nope, I'm not referencing Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. I refuse to acknowledge that movie. I refuse to acknowledge Eric friggin' Foreman as Eddie Brock. No. But this is what that kind of reminds me of, except I don't see Johnny doing a Saturday Night Fever coming out of of a bar or whatever that part was with Toby. What the hell, man? So I think this is going to be a show-stealer, a year-stealer, a world eater, 
everything else in between. Uh, this is a feud that we were robbed of seeing end last year thanks to Champa's unfortunate bout with neck surgery. And coming from someone who had a similar surgery as Champa, but on his entire spine, the fact that he came back from this at all is nothing short of a miracle. And I hope that, you know, despite his possible setbacks and injuries, that they could deliver something awesome. Like, Champa's been delivering nonstop gold since he's been back, so it's going to be great and if we get loser leaves nxt where does that fit i mean champ is winning uh he doesn't want to go to the well allegedly there's all these things he's talking about not wanting to go to the main roster gargano i think would have a great spot on a place like smackdown and i just got a notification on my phone that the Tampa bay lightning have got zach bogosian Whatever. The Leafs aren't doing anything because they friggin' suck. Anyways, sorry for that distraction, folks. Number two is the Brozoweights. Just everything about these two. Matt Riddle, Pete Dunne, your classic uh, Strange Bedfellows tag team. Shout out to Willie for that one. You got your stoic, straight-laced, no-nonsense Pete Dunne. And then your class clown, the perma-high Matt Riddle bro uh just turning this gimmick this dusty cup victor dusty roads cup victory into something completely outrageous like they had a golf cart the broserweight mobile it breaks down so what do they do they stow away in triple h's private jet to get to portland <laughs> oh and then the whole how much fish would bobby fish fry if bobby fish could fry fish the answer is 69. Nice. And they put on a hell of a match against Fish and O'Reilly from Undisputed Era, a.k.a. Red Dragon. And speaking of Red Dragon, I believe we saw a Tale of the Dragon on the ramp during this match or during the build-up. Ouch, man. Just an absolute ouchie. And then this week, last week on NXT, you had uh, Matt Riddle saying that the Dusty Cup trophy got pegged for a <laughs> wellness policy violation oh that's right on the nose man uh riddle he knows exactly what he's doing it's it's phenomenal uh, i love that they're the tag team champions now you know bit by bit the prophecy of the undisputed era is falling apart and it's going to end with adam cole you know it's kind of a coincidence that it began did it begin with the fish and o'reilly I can't remember who won gold first, but I know that Roddy Strong won it last, and the prophecy started to crumble with him losing the North American Championship to Keith Lee. I mean, King Ricky. I mean, Keith Lee. Uh, King Ricky's fiend, if you will. Number three, I wrote down... Two, I, I, I scratched out one thing and I wrote the other, but I'm just going to give them to you both. Uh, Mansoor. Now, him and Sam Roberts were on the pre-show panel for NXT, and the Portland crowd was crapping on Sam Roberts every time he opened his mouth. And you can tell he was getting a little bit frazzled, but I think, you know, he knows how the crowd has been responding to him for the past while since he's been on the pre-show panels. Frankly, I think he's doing a good job. 
And a lot of these people just think that, oh, he's he's like an Alvarez or a Meltzer, you know, two of the biggest cancers in all of wrestling journalism. He's successful and people are jealous. That's just my opinion. You know, I'll boo along with him because it's fun because Mansoor is hilarious. And every time Mansoor said something, he's like, way. And I, I said, uh, hey, uh, why don't we have Mansoor versus... Roberts at uh, TakeOver Tampa during the pre-show. Why not? I mean, it'll be Monsters one contra- contra- obligated match each year. Although I'm certain he's probably wrestling at Super Letdown this week. I don't know. Contractually obligated. There. I fixed myself there. Cut that and it's in. Uh, and Seth's sermon. Now, Seth's delusional uh Messiah Complex gimmick here is just so interesting. I'm, you know, you you guys who know me, I'm a Christian. I'm not super preachy. I'm not super conservative. Uh, if if you want to know anything else, it's like I'm, uh, I'm an I'm an LGBTQ ally. I'm pro-choice. Anything else you want to know? Hit me up. Let's have a beer, or let's have a Skype beer, or let's you know talk privately. I'll I'll, I'll let you know, but I'm not like I'm not gonna go preach at you. I'm not gonna be like tweeting WWE and saying, "Oh, this is blasphemy. This is heresy." Uh, you know, it's like that grandma that slapped CM Punk in the face when he was doing Straight Edge Society, and it's like, "You are not Jesus Christ, and you're gonna burn in hell for your sins." And Punk, you know, he when he looked at Gallows, he's like, "Ha, we got him. We did it." Seth's doing the same thing. It's just straight edge society turned up to 69. Nice. And just all these little nuances and little bits of his character, like coming out in the douchiest jacket, uh, going to ringside and just like shaking hands and, you know, doing like the prey pose and all this stuff. And then him misinterpreting and twisting scripture, like his Sermon on the Mount was not quite like Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. Uh, read the New Testament. I believe it's in Matthew chapter 5 and 6. If you want to see for yourself, uh, I don't know it off by heart. I'm not good at memorizing stuff. Uh, ask my Sunday school teachers. <laughs> so, and he was doing things like saying yeah, he's going to eradicate the weak. And he got Jesus saying stuff like, you know, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And this is taking it and just turning it on its ear. And he's saying things like, oh, you know, they were crucifying me for the love of everything holy. If they actually go through the crucifixion angle after Holy Week, okay, you might piss me off just a little bit. As I said, I'm an easygoing guy. You can make fun of me. You can, you know, you can make fun of Christianity because that's your opinion, (laughs) Uh, I'm not up for debate. I don't like debates, to to be honest with you. Like, I get some of my friends who used to get into these online arguments about just the most asinine, trivial things in Christianity, like young earth creationism or science. It's just, it's not worth it. I mean, how hard is it to follow the great commandment? You know, Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, 
and love others as you would love yourself. That's as preachy as you're going to hear me get, folks, unless I'm preaching a sermon, although I haven't done that in like a decade. (laughs) So Seth's gimmick here, I think, is genius. And he's got his apostles. I'm looking at these guys. I'm thinking, like, who's going to be the Judas? Uh, I'm I'm becoming Judas. No, not that one. (laughs) There's someone in there. I think he's going to start adding a few more followers. We're going to see a few more lost souls. Uh, if he does like a fishing gimmick or he goes out in a boat with these guys and starts walking on water or he's like feeding people and then all of a sudden more people come and he start he feeds 5,000, I mean, I, I might get a chuckle out of it. Uh, Christ forgive me, but I think it would be kind of funny. Crucifixion part though, that's where you, I think that's where you might be crossing a bit of a line. ECW crossed that line and Kurt Angle never went back, and he became one of the greatest WWE entertainers of all time, so can't be all bad. Number four, Cody and Wardlow in the cage. Now, this was Wardlow's first match on AEW, and they made him look strong in defeat. You know, he doesn't... he He's not that... In terms of wrestling, he's not that quote-unquote big... I mean, he's maybe, what, 6'5", 6'6", 250. And for a heavy, you'd think they'd be, like, 7 feet tall and 372 pounds. But this guy is just built like a brick shithouse. He's huge. He is stacked. And they were having him look really strong where, you know, Cody couldn't knock him down for a while. And... MJF just being an unsufferable prick on the outside, doing everything he can to not have to face Cody at Revolution. And the whole build-up to this, where he, where he basically told Cody he had to do these three things. Uh, I believe the first one, he had to kiss the ring. I might be wrong. Hit me up in the comments or tweet at me. As I, as I said, I haven't watched a, every AEW Dynamite but I think it was one of those. I know the next one was the 10 lashings, and that was a very rough watch, a very uncomfortable watch. Uh, but it was perfect storytelling. It was facial reactions. It was Brandy. It was Dustin trying to come out and take the brunt for his brother. But MJF's like, nah, you're taking all 10. Wardlow takes one. And that sounded like it hurt his soul. And uh, then MJF just goes, you know, kicks him in the nuts, bitches him out and leaves. That was hilarious. Uh, Cody's going to kill him at Revolution. MJF's my favorite in AEW. But I want to see Cody murder this kid. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So you had a great match. You know, Wardlow's a decent performer. You know, Cody put a nice big old shine on him. And... You know, Cody couldn't hit the crossroads on the guy. You had MJF try to get involved a couple of times, but, uh, you know, Arn, uh, Arn got involved. You know, there was a spot with the cage door being open where he was yelling at Arn to shut the door in Cody's face, kind of like, oh, are we going to see a heel turn? This is a horseman in a roads. Of course there's going to be a heel turn. But, nah, he takes the door and just whips it right in MJF's face. And then a little bit later, MJF tries to get involved climbing the cage, 
Brandy hits him with a chair, and he gets right in Brandy's face like he was gonna, he was gonna punch her. You were gonna hit a woman, yo. Not cool. No. But you know, Arn throws him into the crowd, and this allows Cody to climb up to the top of the cage, hit a moonsault that almost missed, looked well, looked like almost like a rough landing, and Cody won, completing the trifecta, thus wrestling MJF at Takeover Revolution on the 29th, this upcoming Saturday. <coughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, looking like a pretty good card. And we might be having a few more matches uh, signed this week. Uh, give me Darby Allen versus... Um, oh, why is his name escaping me? The the other kid from the Inner Circle. Sammy Guevara. There it is. My, my goodness. I was totally going to have to stop recording and start again. Because that's the kind of guy I am. If I make... One extremely bad flub, you'll hear me, you know, stutter and speak, and I'll let that go. But I'm 21 minutes in. I was not going to re-record. <laughs> so this is just going to be a great match. I think this is going to be a great feud. This feud's going to fight forever. This is going to be your Rockin' Triple H, I think. This is going to be your, yeah, as I said, like, your, your Rockin' Triple H, your Hogan and Flair. It's going to go on for a while. Because uh, if in my fantasy booking mind, I mean, Moxley's going to get the title from Jericho this week. Uh, MJF's going to win it from Moxley almost right away. And then at uh, maybe full gear this coming fall, winter, November, whatever, whenever full gear was last year, we're going to get full circle. Cody's going to get the title. But Cody can't wrestle for the championship. They're going to find a loophole around that. You see, because Cody didn't lose. MJF threw in the towel for him and caused him to lose. So they're going to find some kind of loophole here, and Cody's going to defeat MJF for the AEW Championship. I think that's great storytelling, and it could happen. They put on a hell of a match, and, and you know, as I said, I love MJF. I want to see Cody murder him. And next here, number five, is something I call Dreaming Undisputed, or the Undisputed Dream. That's better. Uh, Velveteen Dream just dicking around, playing all these mind games with Roddy Strong, uh, talking about, you know, Roddy's wife and kids, and be like, oh, hey, if when, if, when I beat you, I'll take care of Marina, and he's got freaking Marina and his and Roddy's son on his tights, a la Rick Rude and Jake the Snake's wife from the 80s. Um, is Dream the is uh, Dream the babyface here? Because that's a really heelish thing to do. Although the lines have been blurred, it's 2020 now, and it's, you know, good guys versus bad guys is passe, says Vince McMahon in 1997. But I think it's kind of funny. But I do want to see Roddy Strong just devour Velveteen Dream for all of this. Uh, you know, but, you know, Roddy and the Undisputed Era uh, put him on the shelf for a few months with that back injury. So this will be a way for Dream to get his heat back. Uh, I hope that Marina Shafir and the kid do not get involved and we get a little strong in a Dominic custody match. <clears throat> custody on a ladder match no thank you 
<laughs> That'd be kind of funny though. But these uh, these mind games and going on the screen and having this effect and his face while he's talking in ambiance is kind of a neat little part of his character. So yeah, folks, that was the five things that I liked in wrestling the week of the 16th to the 22nd. Stay tuned next week because this week, oh, hey, um, we might be having a AEW heavy episode because this coming Saturday, of course, is Revolution. And if I'm able to watch it at night, which all signs point to yes, because the Leafs aren't playing. And quite frankly, I am furious with that team right now so i'm not even watching any other games this week anyways and i'm working the nights they play anyways so that defeats the purpose of my intentional not watching anyways folks let me know what you think about this tweet me at the legendary jf hit up the comments below if i missed anything notable from last week that you thought i could have talked about maybe i didn't watch it if you have anything from nwa power Hey, you can drop that in the comments too. Let me know what you liked in wrestling. Maybe give me your fave five in the comments or tweet at me or, you know, even in our Patreon chat on GroupMe. Yeah, that's one thing you get, folks, is not only do you get access to our shows, get access to us. Get to talk to me. Get to talk to Nate and Kate and Ricky and Zach and Jermaine and Wade, and all these people that are in our Patreon chat. Join chat, chat, Patreon chat. So join us, Slack, bro. I know you're going to hear this. Join us. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. I love you. Cheers.